0: This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR, 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem. Hey, <laughs> we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. And this right here is a final mother-loving countdown, or the quickie. Alyssa, hit him with them figgity facts.
1: So, I, you know, before I go into the quickie, I just wanted to give you one more thing. Apparently, Joe Biden's entering the fray and said that Donald has attacked every person of, has attacked every person of color except for John Boehner. <laughs> that's a good one. Nice. <laughs> Gotta give Joe Biden credit for that. On that note, uh, shifting gears a little bit, on Wednesday, the Supreme Court held oral arguments on whole women's health versus Hellerstad, which is a lawsuit, and it challenges the Texas 2013 abortion restrictions, which are also known as trap laws or targeted regulation of abortion providers. They do not regulate abortion itself per se. Instead, they say that The clinics have to be a certain size, and they have to meet certain requirements, and it's a regulatory scheme uh, that Texas claims is supposed to protect the health and safety of women, Uh, but the clinics and abortion providers say it's just a workaround to try and get around the fact that there is a constitutional right to obtain an abortion at the early term of pregnancy, and so they are using these trap laws in order to shut down clinics because they cannot go after abortion directly due to prior Supreme Court rulings such as Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, the outcome of the case has the possibility to have a major impact on the accessibility of abortion, depending on what the Supreme Court rules. The law in question, as I already mentioned, comes out of Texas. It creates many more restrictions on the operation of abortion clinics, um, but two of them that are, are actually at issue in the case. Uh, the effect is actually reducing access to abortion by shuttering the clinic. We know this because before Texas adopted these two new restrictions, there were 41 clinics that performed abortions in the state. As a result of the partial enforcement of the new law, the number dropped down to 19, and the clinic operators have argued that if the law goes fully into effect, the total number of clinics in the entire state may drop to 10. Uh, The case was brought on appeal by four abortion clinics in Texas, led by Whole Women's Health, and three doctors who have performed abortions in the state. So what provisions of the Texas law are at issue? There are two main provisions that are at issue. One of the provisions would require an abortion clinic to be outfitted with the physical and professional facilities that equate it to a quote-unquote surgical center, like where you go to have surgery, even if the clinic mainly performs what's known as medical abortions, which are abortions that are done by taking two pills that don't require any invasive surgeries. Um, The provision has been blocked statewide by a temporary Supreme Court order, but if it was to be upheld, the requirement would allow only clinics located in Texas' largest cities to serve the estimated 60,000 women in the state who seek abortion services each year, and all of the other clinics in the entire state would close. The other provision would require any doctor who performed abortions in a clinic to have a professional privilege or admitting privileges uh, to a full-scale hospital that was in 30 miles of the clinic in case of medical emergencies, which are very few. In fact, as Justice Ginsburg pointed out, there are more chances you'll have a medical emergency for a, a colonoscopy, and colonoscopy clinics do not require these admitting privileges or these requirements, and then it would be if you had an abortion. That part of the law is actually already in effect in most of the states, under earlier orders um, by lower courts, it had the effect of shutting down about half the clinics that had existed because hospitals do not routinely grant admitting privileges to abortion providers due to the fact there are so little number of complications and the need for admitting privileges at a hospital is unnecessary or largely unnecessary. So, what did each side argue? Texas, of course, defends the law. They say that legislatures have wide discretion to pass laws in these areas. In which there is medical or scientific uncertainty. And they say that the standard that is followed, which is known as the undue burden standard, uh, which comes from a case in 1992 called Planned Parenthood versus Casey, where the court previously held that uh, states cannot enact laws that would create an undue burden on a woman's right to choose. Uh, they say that the undue burden standard of review focuses on whether the law imposes a substantial obstacle to access abortion, and it does not require balancing the medical reasons that the legislature had in mind against the burden. Of course, that's because the clinics argue that the reason for this is not to protect the health and safety of the women, but rather to shutter the abortion clinic. And they say that we should look at what the legislature's real background for creating this law was before they did it, and that if we looked at this, we would realize that the real reason they created these laws was to close abortion clinics, not to protect the health and safety of the women. In addition, the clinics clearly argue that these these laws do, in fact, create a substantial and undue burden on the right to choose and should be struck down. So what actually happened at the oral arguments, and what should we take away from them? The four liberal justices during the arguments, which is Justice Breyer, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor, through their questioning, made it very clear that they were likely to strike down the law because it created an undue burden on a woman's right to choose. On the other hand, Justice Thomas, Justice Roberts, and Justice Alito seem to indicate that they would probably uphold the Texas law, which would have a huge impact because other states would then start to pass these laws as well. It wouldn't just impact Texas. So the case, of course, will likely turn on the swing justice in the middle, Justice Anthony Kennedy, the same justice who the gay marriage case turned on, um, and Kennedy expressed some concerns. What you should also understand, though, is that if Kennedy came down with the conservatives, then you'd have a 4-4 tie, and that means that the lower court ruling would stand. And the lower court ruling actually upholds these regulations. So Kennedy may try and find a way to wiggle out of this without actually deciding the case. I'm going to get back to that in a second Uh, after I talk about two of Kennedy's main concerns. One, uh, Kennedy was concerned about what's known as the capacity issue which is basically this. If these laws were to be upheld, it is unclear whether the remaining clinics in the state, which is nine or ten at most, would be able to actually handle all of the abortions that needed to be performed that year or that were sought that year, which is recently between 60000 and 75000 per year. And that would create a problem where you would have, as one of the lawyers for the government said, you'd have the right in theory but not in fact because you would go to one of these clinics and they would say, sorry, we're all booked up, we have so many people try to use our services because we're the only nine or ten clinics still left in the state, down from about 40 that used to exist before the law. In addition, there's another issue, which is what's called the medical versus surgical issue. Uh, it seems that because of these laws and because of the uh, waiting periods and other provisions, actually has led more women to have more abortions through surgery, which is a way more invasive procedure than giving somebody the two pills that I talked about earlier, which is known as a medical abortion. Kennedy cited data that the number of drug abuse, sorry, drug-induced abortions had increased nationally, but that the number in Texas was actually down. And he commented that this may not be medically wise, quote, unquote. The abortion clinics and the doctors who are challenging the laws have made that portion, the medical versus surgical issue, a large part of their argument that these two provisions impose an unconstitutional burden, and they actually put Texas women more at risk because they end up having to have surgical abortions instead of being able to just take two pills uh, and have a medical abortion. So what are the possible outcomes of this case? Well, they could and they might return this case back down to the lower court without deciding it because Kennedy indicated that there was not enough evidence in the record on the capacity issue. And there was not enough evidence on the record about the incidents of later abortions. So he may say, let's send this down to the lower court and let them develop a record, and we'll review the case when we have a better record about these capacity and medical versus surgical issues. They can have a tie vote. As I already pointed out earlier, a tie vote would actually uphold the lower court ruling, but it would only apply in the Fifth Circuit, which means... Only those states in that district, which is Texas, Louisiana, and I think two other states that I'm totally forgetting at the moment, they would have one set of abortion laws. The rest of the country would have a whole different set of abortion laws. And that would create many problems in and of itself. Of course, they could strike down the law by a 5-3 to three vote because of the negative consequences of inducing more midterm abortions. Because since Roe versus Wade, the court, including Kennedy, has always been more comfortable with earlier abortions because they are safer and because they also have concerns about protecting the developing life of a fetus at later stages. They could uphold the law altogether, which would shutter the clinics in Texas, but also allow states in all over the country to pass these types of laws, in state legislatures specifically where you have conservatives, um, and then you'd see lots and lots of clinics shuttering all over the place. Or, finally, they could put off the case until a new justice is seated, and they could re-have the case... Reheard on re-argument, and decide the case when they have nine full members of the court. What do you
0: guys think? Oh, well, I mean, this is something that we're definitely going to have to keep um, keep watching and see how this turns out, Stanley. No, I think we're going to get the win on this one. Justice Kennedy has seemingly been, like, on the side of the um, other pro-choice people, and they asked the question of, you know, so... If, like, they ask, because one of the things is, like, if this is supposed to be about the health of people, that's why you add these new things on here. But none of the things, like, you're requiring them to do actually helps or assists the health. Why exactly are these laws here? And then the um, defense couldn't answer the question. So I think we're going to come out with a win.
1: All right. Well, we already got a win. Well, in Louisiana. Know, before, before you cut off, I just want to say, the, the one possibility that is likely, other than getting a win, is this case that getting sent back down or reheard on re-argument which means it's going to eventually get heard when there's a ninth full member of the the court. And that ninth member is likely going to be appointed by whoever wins the presidential election. So if Selene didn't make it already abundantly clear that you need to get out and vote in November, then it should be clear now because that justice could swing that decision one way or the other if it gets put off until next
0: term. Exactly. It's vote or die, people. We must get to the polls. On that note, we do have to say goodbye, but don't worry. We'll be back next Sunday. Whoa. I won't be back. I will be in Mexico. Donald uh, Trump's trying his deportations. Speaking, speaking Spanish. Moving there to avoid <laughs> the horror
1: that Arroz. is.
0: <laughs> Wepa! So yes, I will I, I, I won't be here, but you guys, I wish you the best show. Um I know Stanley will have a lot of fun with me not here, but yes. I will be back the next week, God willing. So don't worry guys, the show will be back, just not me. Um but thank you so much for tuning in and if you want more of us or you want to hear this show again, you should subscribe to our podcast on iTunes at L Y V B H radio. You should also check out our website at LYVBH.com, where we put out great editorials. Every single week. So check us out and we'll see you next week. Ash Cash is next. Legacy.